friends and welcome to episode number 200 203 i look back at my own lower third but make it look awkward on screen right there there you go 203 today's the holy paladin show aka the death of an era and the the fall from grace of the glimmer din potentially i don't know we'll talk about that today but i'm your host my name's adam kk bay 203 episodes if you've missed the previous stuff of course it's all archived on youtube and due to not one tweet alone, but I have been working on and it's still processing, I believe. The audio only versions of the show, of course, is located on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, my website, and soon Spotify. If it ever processes and finishes, but we'll see and I'll keep updated on that. But of course, I would not be sitting in this seat doing the show and keeping everything rolling, of course, that the direct support of you lovely nerds and ladies that are out there that continue to allow me to do so. So thank you very much to the patrons of the show and those that are unlocking and getting more of the show. There is more of that linked down below, of course, if you would like just more discussions, you want to see how the show is put together, you want to get the art assets that we're putting out there. The Ajara wallpaper is also up, so you can go check those out. Linked down below is the show's Patreon page. Just got the show notes today posted. Go back and through all that. There's the Mythic Ajara wallpaper. There's one also for Jaina. Keep scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. There's a lot, a lot of stuff that's been coagulated over here over the years. And of course, it's all tagged. You can check that out if you would like. And big start of the show, shout out to my sponsors over at Corsair and Elgato. Did just see their Black Friday links. So, I mean, it's right out of the corner. Apparently, though, it was Christmas three weeks ago, even though it hasn't even been Thanksgiving yet. The lights are everywhere. But if you're looking for parts and pieces and bits and bobs for your upcoming build or someone else's build then go check out the links down below as well if there's a better sale than what i can get you with the the actual final boss link then by all means use it but if you go through my link that'll still help out the show the stream and everything in between and i definitely appreciate it this is this is crazy i don't know the ls 100 smart lighting stuff can i don't know i don't know if i could handle this but maybe you can but thank you very much for all the support Going into the holiday season, got a lot of shows on the horizon here. But uh, returning, uh, I just asked where the show started, but now I got to double check. Uh, Pell, you're not wearing your ranting shoes. You only have socks on. Is that correct? That is correct. Now, are those socks good enough today for the amount of Holy Paladin discussions that you're going to get into with us? Is that, is, is that adequate? They should be adequate. <laughs> it's always a good time to rant about Holy Paladin. Well, I mean, yeah, healer meta too. That's a touchy subject. We'll get into that. Joining you to, uh, I don't know what what flavor we have in store today, but Jeeth as well. Welcome back to the show, sir. Good afternoon. Now, are, are you here to correct anything said on the show that is incorrect, or are you just here to uh, ask for buffs? Uh, I'm just here to do world quests. That's well, who you're still doing those? <laughs> as we speak well i mean to each their own and then on boxes don't stack themselves oh you're well okay that's that is correct i was doing that on the stream of the day actually getting the gonna get the 19999 on all of those reps yep that's right yep it's very important 
And then, here he is, chat. Lily, welcome to the show. The fresh meat. Only one on camera with me today. Hello, Thank hello. You. Are you, are, you're just like, where do you want to? Oh, there's chat. <laughs> oh, goodness. So what are you bringing to the show today besides a face? Uh, toxicity. Oh, that. I don't, we don't, we don't use that word on this show. What are you doing? Oh, I mean, we, we can. It's fine. Chat loves it. Uh, I'm certainly not doing world quest. No. Oh, and why is that? Um, because, yeah, I, uh, I don't like doing world quests, I guess. Oh, fair They're, enough. Uh, we, we can talk about their design if you want, but. Uh, no, that, that, that's, that's not. I'll leave that for Reddit. That's fine. That's, <clears throat> no, that's. Just forget about it. Just forget about it. That's okay. But I want to go right back around in reverse order then. Lily, you're the, the new guest here. Your name came up. Uh, every time I try to like build these class and spec shows every expansion. This one in particular. Granted, Holy Paladin's always been giving its own show. But every single spec gets a show this time around. Hopefully. Not sure it's going to happen. But you... A little new to this scene, so what the heck do you do in the world of Warcraft? What do you dabble in? How long have you been part of said dabbling? Um, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm a moderator in the Holy Paladin Discord, or Paladin Discord, rather. Um, I write the Ice Veins Guide, and sometimes I heal, I guess. Uh, every time I try to retire, my guild just uh, tells me no, basically. They write you a strongly worded note, and just says you cannot retire. No, they just ping me on Discord with the message, good news, Lily. Oh. Which means that I'm in for a boss. Uh, hmm. You're, <laughs> you're in for a boss. Which, what was the last time this happened on? Give me a little inside information on how your guild Um, this. I mean, technically it happened on Wednesday. Um, but oh. on progress, it happened on virtually everybody. I mean, it's good to be needed. Right now, do you do you keep do you only keep up with just your paladin, or you have like a whole repertoire of, of healers all sorted? Or, um, I'm currently trying to keep it to two, so I'm I'm playing Holy Paladin, and at the same time, I'm also playing a Brewmaster. Mod. Um, but I have in the past dabbled in Disc Priest because I like overpowered specs. No, oh, you. <laughs> Whoa, are you are you suggesting that Holy Paladin is overpowered? I, uh, I thought well, we agreed on the agenda before we started. Well, I mean, show. no, 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 no. Like, they're very strong now, but we all know that what's happening in 8.3 is, is happening in 8.3. Um, and I thought that was what we agreed on. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> so, Jeeth, you're sort of in the middle of these two guide writers. What do you do when it comes to World of Warcraft and how long have you been part of said dabbly doing in said things? Um, I heal people who are killing bosses, and I've been doing it since I started playing in Warlords of Draenor. Oh, wow. So, what? Warlords of Draenor baby doesn't really roll off the tongue the same as Wrath baby. True. And said baby would be several years old by now. Oh, yeah. No, Wrath baby isn't even like an insult anymore. That's like a decade. Yeah. I like that's Wad like, Warrior. That's like a real gamer. Ooh, Wad. Wad Warrior. Wad Warrior. <laughs> Now, the, you, you said in the opening, you're doing world quests right now. Now, is that because you have to gear and prep all the healers? Or are you only prepping a handful? Uh, I have all of the healers ready to go. They probably aren't all realistic 
characters for world first progression but i'll have them all ready for splits at the very least okay now this this information sharing agenda pal since you also write a guide do you and do you and lily agree and disagree do you collaborate because what you've been doing this for a while now so how long have you been doing what you've been doing in world of warcraft well I've been playing semi-seriously since Burning Crusade. Uh, used to be a lot more hardcore than I am now. I started writing the WoW head guide and getting a bit more involved in that stuff early. And uh, doing it ever since. And uh, I, I mostly sit in the back in Hammer of Wrath in the, the secret channels and conspire with Lily and others. And we talk about things. Some things we agree on, some things we disagree on. Usually the information is pretty much the same though okay because that's that's the follow-up question just last week we had the vengeance demon hunter show and i always pair a tank and a healer or a healer and a tank show sort of sunday after sunday that's sort of the the, the way this has been worked out because they usually have the most discussion about like the anchor of your group or like the pace setter and then of course the healing choices either in dungeons or in raids so they kind of go back and forth but for Vengeance Demon Hunter, at least, there has been either some contention that came up in the YouTube comments or some discussion that was in the Twitch chat or even just, like, the sort of the feeling in the air about how certain classes and specs don't really have a big core of people that figure all this stuff out in this giant pot of goo that we want to sort out, either from healing, from damage point of views, from tanking point of views. Vengeance is very small. So do you have any shout-outs to anyone else that helps figure out all of the holy paladin stuff well shout out to the entire hammer of wrath staff team they're great we always have good conversation discuss these things ahead of time and usually reach a consensus usually as lily laughs what's what's behind that um no well our staff our staff channel is is basically filled with what is it? Anime, Osiris, and sometimes we talk about Holy Paladin? Oh, I mean, anime first. The power of, of anime is coming to us in 9.0, so I can appreciate that. I, I got that reference. <laughs> well. That one went whoosh for me, so. It's called anima. It's one letter away. You think Blizzard didn't ah. think about that on the cutting room floor? We're going to call it the power of anime for the next two years? Well, a year from now for two years, but still. Then, Lily, start us off here in these chunky topics I have. And I had to make sure I knew the first person to ask has the tenure to start this this, uh, this ball rolling. But it's been a pretty solid trip for the, the healing holy avenger with the past couple of expansions. I know it always sort of comes back to you always have a holy paladin in every single raid if not two, because historically they just tank healed. We live in a realm with classic right now, right? And I think that's all Paladin really even does. It's basically just heal the tank. Just flash a light forever because you never run out of mana. Woo! But from Mists to Warlords to Legion out to Battle for Azeroth, how has this journey been for you? Is there like an iteration of Holy Paladin you miss the most? Is it good now? Where are you at on this journey? Um, I mean, I like Glimmer as it is. I would like see, to see some changes, but I think you can never be for, perfectly happy. Uh, I liked Warlords 
Um, Holy Paladin, I guess. Um, I liked early Cataclysm Paladin. Um, certainly didn't like Avenging Crusader Paladin, though. Mm. Why is that? Um, I mean, it 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 just doesn't it doesn't fit what um, Blizzard does with their their fight intentions or with their fight design. Um, if you have a fight where uh, everybody is taking raid rot damage or big chunks of damage. Um, you can't have a, a a healer cooldown that heals three people at the same time for sometimes more than their entire health bar. Um, that design just doesn't fit. Um, I also feel like it's, but Chief and Pal might disagree there. I feel like it's it's pretty um, simplistic. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, I'll go to Jeeth on this one, not to like put you on the spot, but you're a wad warrior, as it were. True. So you, you didn't experience the cataclysm to mop talent change. So you've sort of Correct. already been in it. But I mean, what, what are your thoughts on like, the general path of the last couple of expansions for Holy Paladin then? Um, I've only played three. Um, and I always have to start with that disclaimer because if I don't and then I say something is good about those three expansions, I get brigaded by people who insist that some previous expansion I didn't play is the end all be all of raiding or holy paladin or whatever it is but of those three i thought that legion was by far the best iteration um legion holy paladin had a lot of depth that it didn't have before and is lacking now mm. um and and it almost never has to do with the talent system i don't again i never played with the old mmo style talent system that presaged wad but the the talent system is rarely that important a part of the depth added to the spec it's all about the base toolkit and then the extra systems they add on whether those be tier sets and wad and legion or an artifact or azurite or what have you um those are what truly generally add the depth to to the specs and the classes these days and in my opinion the legion one was the best package of holy paladin that we've had in those three expansions it was very good i agree well right so i mean pal and start us off down this crazy ladder then let's see anything you want to add to like the journey you've been on because the journey continues halinka the great unpruninator or whatever you know you want to tagline him at gave a kind of meh presentation at blizzcon for shadowlands for 9.0 and they have in um i wouldn't say typical but kind of standard blizzard fashion realized they've gone too far one way and want to go back the other direction so on the docket was auras Hammer of Wrath, and potentially who knows what else, sort of coming back to the Paladin kit that should be across the board for all Paladin specs because you should have them as a Paladin. Is there anything in that that really struck you as this is super important? I'm glad this is back. Or like, obviously Hammer of Wrath, should it get a new graphic though? I don't know. Take take this part. What Probably. do you think? Of oh, well. We, we did go through our visual update, so it makes sense if Hammer Wrath comes back to give it a, a nice, beefy... But, uh, yeah, the unpruning stuff was interesting. There isn't much that Holinka, the great unpruner, announced that will impact us a lot. I'm more interested that since Auras are going away, and Auras are three of our talents right now, we should be getting an entire new talent row, which has potential for interesting things or bland things, time mm. will tell. Uh, Hammer of Wrath coming back is nice. I do remember a time when damage was really tight, and even though healer damage wasn't as important as it is now, and I'm sure we'll get into that, 
uh, Hammer Wrathing on cooldown was valuable damage in and of itself during an execute window. So having that back as extra utility or just while PvPing, being able to throw a hammer and Tom Brady someone is always <laughs> satisfying too. Is that is that the that, that's that's an old meme in there, right? Somewhere. I don't know what expansion it came from or where it was, but there was something about hammer wrapping people and just like critting them off the face of the planet. That was I think there were many montage PvP videos where that happened over the years. Right. It was always a satisfying feeling. It definitely is, and the fact that Retribution Paladin has to, like, spec it right now, it's been a thing that's for a long, long time, and again, it's part of this whole community backlash of you you give players stuff, you take it away, you give them stuff, and then you give them a ton of stuff, like in Legion, because they get artifacts and legendaries, and they take it all away. It gets to a point right now where they, they can't keep... There's a weird balance, but they keep trying to rebuild this cake. Auras came up in that as well. I mean, do you... I don't like raid buffs and debuffs. Primarily the debuffs are kind of lame. But are auras going to be just come... You get concentration aura back or some other nonsense mandatory thing or like Devo aura, you're always going to be in the tank group or something. Like, is that what needs to happen? Is it? Do you need that? Are you happy about auras? I'm not sure exactly what iteration they'll follow of Auras. Like, there was a time when we had like six or seven of them, and that wasn't great. Honestly, I'd be happy if they just made Devo Aura baseline, and boom, everyone gets Devo Aura of some kind. And maybe Rhett and Prot could have their own different versions. But I think just thematically having the Paladin, you know, be in melee is what they're going for there, or, you know, buffing your nearby, similar to Warcraft 3 and how they had it there. Yeah, because we had, what was, it was Devo Aura and then Aura Mastery, and like the, the base Devo Aura split its effectiveness, like a flat damage reduction across everyone, and then you Aura Mastery that made it the full amount for everyone in range. So there's that. Mm -hmm. That's the current iteration, and I wonder if, normally they've kind of steered away from giving DPS healer type cooldowns, there are very few of them left. Back, back in the day, you know, you'd have your Feral Druid Trank during a boss, and you'd have yep. your Enhanced Shaman Healing Tide, right? I'm sure you remember that. Mm. They've pruned almost all of that away. So I wonder if when they bring back auras, are they just going to bring back flavorful auras like the movement speed and the concentration aura? Or will they give every Paladin Devotion Aura and then leave Aura Mastery as a healer cooldown? Or will they get rid of Aura Mastery? I don't know. Some in some interesting things there. I think that it would be good if they just gave every Paladin Devo Aura so you didn't feel as pressured to bring a Holy Paladin. But then if they if the Aura Mastery remains a healer-only cooldown that only Holy Paladins have, it doesn't really change very much. Yeah. My, my issue is Auras as an unpruning thing might be flavorful but they aren't interesting you just kind of have it and it and it's there you're not pushing buttons you're not interacting with it in any way it doesn't add depth or interestingness to the encounter it's just like one more check mark oh this boss hits hard we need an aura check we have a paladin right so it, probably the same objection you have to having a monk and a demon hunter debuff that that's the thing with retribution paladins piping up about they just want ret aura back and sure i guess but that adds not 0.2% of your damage over an entire raid encounter. It just reflects some Thorns damage. It's kind of good against in PvP. That was sort of where it came into play. You know, like, obviously faster attacking classes deal more damage to themselves, so that kind of has a thing there. It, it, that little bit of damage reflect, it, 
it just stagnant, right? It's like thorns. It's just that that sort of you're like it's there, but <laughs> yeah, I'll be I'll be quite disappointed if the unpruning is mainly aimed at flavorful but fairly unimpactful and uninteresting things like auras. And I'll be happy if instead they use the unprinting to bring back active abilities that you think about and push. That's where the fun of the game is. Right. Make Holy Prism baseline. <clears throat> Sorry. Oh, gosh. Nah. Oh, you're in the Holy Prism baseline. I mean, at least Holy Prism is kind of fun. It's the offensive to heal or the defensive to do damage. But I miss it. It was a well, lot of fun. If you like it, you should it's, spec it. It's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah just, just spec it. Ooh. Yeah. I'm useless for like years now. Hmm. It's useless because just the numericals on it are just so crap, aren't they now? Going yeah. from going from Warlords of Draenor to Legion, they essentially nerfed it relative to the rest of your kit by 50%. So it's oh. uh it's not a strong spell, but it's more competitive than people think. If hmm. Glimmer wasn't a thing, you could easily play Prism and be completely fine. Well, we'll we'll get to that. There there were people playing Prism in Ulder, so yeah, it was fine. It it does very competitive healing with Holy Avenger and Judgment of Light if Glimmer is not a thing. You and to, to clarify when that was a thing or if it's a thing, you always hit an enemy so it hits multiple right. allies, right? Right. You wanted you wanted yeah. to get the five hits on all of your friends instead yeah. of one hit on one guy. Right. Unless you were in Mythic Plus or something, and then you would prism yourself for a friend and then it would splash damage to everyone else. Yeah, that's, well, that's again, pretty cool. I like I like that interaction. Well, that's what you, that's that's your whole point. You just went over is that the buttons that have interesting interactions that have choices bearing in them are ones that are really impactful to the game and have that that you know that either risk reward or choice that players can interact with because sometimes you just lose all of that. And that's what I wonder if Halinka just wants to bring back a little bit of that, but we don't know what we're going to get baseline, what we're going to get retalented, if we're going to get the new row like Pell said. It, a lot is unsure right now, but I guess that asks the real question: Is that which, which other auras come to mind, or abilities come to mind that you like to see? You like to see return from the past, like Lily. Start us off. Is there something you just want? What do you want? If you had one thing, just plop um, it in. I mean, Jeff mentioned that uh, Legion Paladin was the best iteration of Paladin. Um, I think that some of the artifact abilities were amazing. Um, there was a, an artifact rate that uh, whenever you hit Judgment, you would gain um, damage reduction for like three or four seconds. Um, I personally thought that was amazing because if you like, if you um, passively played it, it did something. If you actively thought about it, it could do. It could be a, a world of difference. Mm. Um, and the same goes for some of the legendaries. Um, the legendary cloak, many people were fond of. I was personally very neutral to it, but um, people liked it. Um, it changes the way you play. Um, Ilterendi, so the, the ring that um, whenever you judge made you do more healing, uh, that could be a thing. Um, if auras are coming back, we potentially have a whole row to fill, and I certainly feel that some of the artifact abilities and legendaries could be used for that. Well, that's the thing, right? Like, to expand on legion and how much we've gained and lost is if you look at holy paladin at its base kit going from legion to bfa you only really lost tears deliverance and i don't think anybody mourned losing that spell it was there but it wasn't great and what we did lose though is all these interactions between our spells which made uldir feel 
like a very simple flowchart where if yeah. Holy Shock active, do this. If Light of Dawn active, do this. Else, judge, bestow. If Infusion of Light is active, flash of light. Like there, there wasn't much decision making going on in the core rotation outside of the standard healer gameplay of who do I heal, how much mana to conserve, and stuff like that. Whereas Legion had a ton of that, where the ordering of your spells mattered a lot. In Tumas Argaris, you had your set bonus and Ilterendi and all these things to play around with. In Nighthold, even, you had double Infusion of Light procs, which meant you'd go oom if you spent it all on Infusion of or on Flash of Lights. And in Argus, you had, you know, Divine Purpose procs from rings going on and some amount of that through the four-piece, although it wasn't great that tier. Just all that interaction between our abilities was lost. Every single ability does something on its own, but there's no connective tissue between them right now. Yeah, uh, excluding because we'll talk about that later. But it's interesting. Core... Oh, I'm sorry, Bill. Um, I, it's interesting to me that when you ask everyone, including me, what what we think should be brought back, what should be part of the unpruning, it's pretty clear that when they when they talk about the unpruning, they're trying to evoke some of the popularity of classic, and they're talking about vanilla spells primarily. Yeah. And when you look at Holy Paladin, there's not really much that they had in vanilla that we care to have back. You know, auras, who cares? Divine intervention, no, thank you. I mean, maybe it's fun, but I'm not looking to kill myself even more for my friends um there's there's not much that we had that we don't still have most holy paladins are going to be looking to much more recent expansions something like denounce or something yeah. like something like the uh, artifact abilities from legion that would add depth and interestingness to the spec rather than something from manila that no one really misses which maybe is a commentary on the pruning having been a good thing although i'm afraid i'll get brigaded for saying that too yeah, I mean, even even just going off of, we don't have chat on screen today because I have three guests, but to make sure we keep integrating it, the conversation just came up where, Jeeth, you kind of like jumped on this, talking to Koi, like, no, because you thought the conversation was to give Rhett Sack back. We're talking about auras, so right. we're confused. Right. Not aura of sacrifice, yuck. But just, I can see, just yeah, I can see Rhett Paladins wanting some blessings back. I guess yep. they only really have freedom and bop. Um, and they're missing yeah. out on sack. Um, I, I think that would be fine, probably, in terms of evoking classic and giving you some tools as ret. I'm not a ret mains. Um, I do, I do suspect that won't happen again because of Blizzard's tendency to concentrate healing type cooldowns in the hands of healers, almost exclusively, with very few exceptions over the past several expansions. Yeah. But well, I mean, shaman are getting healing stream totem back potentially, which what's I mean. As enhancement, I'm going to ploop it, and I'm going to have 300,000 health, and it's going to heal me for 4,000 over its duration. Woo! Right. It doesn't do anything. We don't even know if that'll be worth the global. Right? Correct. So It's not like giving you healing tide back. That would have been impactful. Right. I mean, that was... You brought up earlier about dropping. It was... The fight that comes out to mind is me is Throne of Thunder on Megara on, I think, the combination of the last couple of heads. We would have Conductivity... So doing damage with Storm Strike keeps our healing rain down. And then we would have that with Ancestral Guidance. Damage equals healing to echo out around us. And then we would drop Healing Tide Totem. And that would be a supplemented healing cooldown with one major healing cooldown. That was like the pairing. But then it became like that's how you basically did everything. Is Instead of having four, five healer cooldowns, you had 15 in a raid group. Which was obviously hard for Blizzard to balance. Which is why they pull all that stuff out of non-healers it also makes the healer ones outside of maybe like divine him all feel really impactful right when you when you land that heal and revival i'm sorry monks they nerfed the crap out of your revival going into 
BFA from the Legion version. So talking about things that you want back, how about the flip-flop? Is there something you would be totally fine with removing from the Holy Paladin kit? I don't know which of the three of you have something that comes off the mind right off the bat that you want just gone, you don't need anymore, that could be removed. It's just... Yeah, I have a good one. Oh. All passive damage. <laughs> yeah, I very much agree with that. I don't, yep. I don't think that any healer... Like Martyr, you mean? The ability... No, no, no I mean... Sure. No, not damage to yourself. I mean doing damage to the boss as part of your core healing rotation and not losing any healing power from getting free uh -huh. damage. Free damage to me is what Disc Priests do when they heal and what Holy Paladins do when they heal. And to me, that's really, really bad for the game. It creates what is commonly considered a fairly toxic healer meta where every healer brings the amount of healing that's necessary to kill a boss. That's pretty clearly true. Almost any healer can heal any boss. Um, but some healers just bring this extra stuff that the other ones don't. And the biggest extra stuff that matters these days is healer damage. Yep. Holy Paladins and Discs do it for free without losing any HPS. Druids, Monks, and Holy Priests and Shamans lose HPS to do DPS. And to me, um, there's two solutions though, right? You can either give everyone free damage or you can take it all away. Taking it all away is better because to me it's very interesting as a healer to make the conscious decision I'm going to sacrifice HPS to do more damage here or I need to do a lot of healing here so I won't do damage. It's much less interesting to just get damage for free, no worries, easy peasy. It's more interesting to me when you're a druid and you're like, okay, hots are out, I can now spend some time wrathing or kitty DPSing. So that's what I would like all healers to be taken to. I want to get rid of Crusader's Might um, and just delete free healer damage from the game. It's definitely one that would take some unpacking. I've It's been talked about on the shows before. That sort of leads us into the next discussion on why that's so crazy right now. Obviously, we saw a lot of that with MDI healer balance. We've seen that in the Race to World First with the endgame mythic healer balance. And Double Disc Priest just got World First to Jara because they can heal and do damage at the same time. Like you just said. Yeah. But I wonder... Do you have any architecture or thoughts towards how Blizzard could accomplish that? Because how can disc exist? It would basically have to have some weird multiplicative formula that the damage they did was like amped up by like a huge margin to be acceptable healing, but their damage would be poo-poo pants. Right. Well, there's, and there's the other complication of the fact that Blizzard wants healers to be able to do world content as a healer, to quest sure. a healer, whether yeah. to level or do world quests, but it's not terribly difficult to solve. You could do something like shadow priests go into shadow form to do damage. You could give disciplined priests a form that they could go into that reduced their damage by, you know, 95%, but made it do atonement healing at some greatly in increased multiplier so that the healing remains the same. And then they go out of that form and they do regular damage just like they would as a baseline, you know, baseline priest and just give that form either a cooldown or a large mana cost so that they're not spamming it during a boss fight. I think that would be a pretty easy way of, of solving the dilemma. They would have a form on an ability to world quest if they wanted as a disciplined priest and would not get infinite amounts of free damage while they healed. You're kind of touching on... I don't know which of you have... I mean, you've played this, at least, Jeez, but that kind of sounds like what they had with Mistweaver stances before. And those have all been gone. Similar, yeah. Like, yeah. old Eminence was like... Their damage was pretty meh, but the Eminence healing was very important. That's That whole thing was gutted, because at the time, that was, like, the only spec that did that, and that's why it was removed. And now Blizzard is, again, in kind of standard Blizzard right. fashion... 
roll back certain things or iterate on things that just go right back to problems in the past. Yeah, well, it was interesting because they took the, there was, obviously MOP was the heyday of eminence healing, but there was still a version of that with a stance in Warlords of Draenor. And then moving from Warlords of Draenor to Legion, they removed the last vestige of eminence healing from Monk and then created the new discipline class, um, yeah. which was based on doing healing from damage. Um, uh, for, for Paladin, it'd be really easy. Just get rid of Crusader's Might and and you've solved free, free, free Paladin healing, free Paladin damage. Pal, what are your thoughts? Anything that you want to just have plucked out of the kit? Do you agree with Jeet? Anything else you want to add? Um, it's definitely an interesting problem, and Jeet identified a lot of the core problems I'm sure Blizzard's trying to tackle themselves. There isn't an easy solution to it necessarily. Uh, I think Blizzard really wants, and you can argue if they should do this or not, but the idea of the Paladin being in melee and being able to do some damage Removing Crusader's Might is one way to go. I wouldn't mind it going away. But um, things like Avenging Crusaders, they they seem to be pushing us further in that direction. So I'm worried they'll take it the opposite direction. So perhaps even just tweaking the amount of damage that is done by our abilities that also heal things like Judgment and Crusader Strike and pushing more of it into offensive Holy Shocks could help alleviate a lot of the problem. That way the damage done overall is the same if you're using your holy shocks offensively but yeah it's yeah that's like what i was talking about where it, if you use a holy shock offensively to gain damage i'm completely okay with you doing good damage if that happens because you're giving up healing to do it yeah. um you mentioning avenging crusader happens to also mention something else i'd be completely fine with being pruned yes <laughs> avenging crusader being gone would be great uh i know martyr as it exists it's there. It's useful sometimes. I'd like yeah, it if they replaced it with something I a would bit more. That for sure. I personally like the idea. This was always my idea. I doubt Blizzard will overtake it. But you know, now that the R row is going away, adding you know some kind of row that incorporates the Mirage cloak, even though it was the greatest of legendaries back in the day in terms of raw healing, it definitely was a fun playstyle. And having that in there somewhere, and depending on what it competes, could make martyr a little bit more interesting at least because right now it's just kind of there if you're moving or in emergency right. situations where you need to save somebody yeah i would love to see a situation where that entire talent row got replaced with legion stuff legion yeah. artifact abilities or oh, legendary really like cool. the yeah. ring the maraud's cloak and like i don't know power of the silver hand or second sunrise or something like that yeah yeah or even the braces i mean they from a healing perspective have very little to to um to get um but having more duration on your um utility spells could mm -hmm. be very fun or could be situationally very good right that's almost what i worry about when when you add effects like that like mechanical changes to spells sometimes you get weird cheesy things that i'm not entirely sure are good but yeah. you're right finding them is usually fun and super impactful all right well we, we've, we've hemmed and hawed long enough about this. Let's uh, just dive right into essentially the, the main focus of the show here, this big juicy topic in the middle. And enough time's been spent avoiding the giant pink elephant in the room. Patch 8.3 is doing things. I'll bring up the blue post specifically here. I couldn't find all the individual ones, but the most impactful one right there in the very middle Glimmer of Light, the Azerite trait, now may be applied to a maximum of eight targets. That is 
both offensive enemy targets and friendly allied targets. And, you know, credit where credit is due, the developer notes say, over the past year, builds centered around this trait have steadily pulled ahead of all other Holy Paladin playstyles, and to some extent, all other healers in high-end content. This change is meant to preserve the gameplay of the trait, but limit the ability to increase its value drastically by stacking every possible bonus that reduces Holy Shock's cooldown. Additionally, in this part of the overall nerf going into 8.3, I do believe, Lily, you said there's a 12, another healing reduction on the trait, which is kind of like an anti-scaling thing. Our eye level's going up by 30. In, in some cases, that potentially, if you have Azerite with Glimmer of Light on it from the last two bosses, now 40 eye levels. Which we do. Yeah, okay, so you do. So a 12% also reduction in the healing of Glimmer of Light as it is. So, Guide Rider stuff, what have you sponged up, Lily, about the impact this is changing? And what is the Holy Paladin community thinking about the Glimmer change? Um, I mean, the initial reaction was to build a giant bonfire and, like, um, cremate Holy Paladin as it was, I guess. Uh, that was the initial reaction. Toxic. Um, Toxic. Okay. I mean, like, it wasn't me. Um, oh. I'm, I'm just a moderator. Um, but people flooding into the Discord certainly thought that. Um, but I don't think it's... We were so far ahead in, in raw output, uh, or in potential output. Um, and realistic output as well, um, that getting us nerfed by, I don't know, the 12% um, equals out at like 3% um, healing decrease overall. Um, but that's obviously going to uh, be negated by item level. Um, the target cap, I think, could be interesting. It has some upsides, it has some downsides. Um, but overall, yeah. This is, I don't feel like nerfing the healing or our healing um, is the sole way to nerf the spec. Because there's far more what the spec needs to happen in order to bring us in line with, I don't know, a Resto Shaman or a, or a, um, a Resto Druid or, God forbid, a Mistweaver Monk. Um, you know, those specs just don't bring certain things that we do. And they haven't touched those. And even... You you curtail on the end there for Mistweaver. And if you've seen the updates and the patch notes and you're, you're paying attention to this, the, the Mistweaver nerf technically is just reverting a buff they put in to trying to bring up, I believe it's the Rising Mist trait. Yeah, so it's, it's not, it's, it's a nerf before it even goes live, so it's not even a nerf, it's just retuning it. But Yeah, it's a reduction of, of about half of the buff that they had been given to that talent. It's, I mean... If you were a Mistweaver, I can understand the roller coaster, right? Oh my goodness, a 66% buff to Rising Mist. What a great new talent. Maybe we'll be strong now. Now it's been cut down to 33%. Those are big changes, but it's certainly not a nerf to live Mistweaver, right? It's a, we're not going to give you as much as we had initially said maybe we would. So it's still a buff, though, from live, from the yes. 8.25, yeah. But that's that's where this comes into play here. And this just goes right back to what Jeeth was saying is that a, a lot of this extra damage, because you can ramp up all your glimmers on friendly targets, and then not only can you do that, you can have them on enemy targets. So when you're healing everyone in the raid almost right now, you're also doing damage to the bosses or every boss or the adds, right, at the same time. 
just yeah. for doing yeah. what you're supposed to do. Yeah, a fairly standard a fairly standard approach was to holy shock the boss before you went into your avenging wrath. And then as you ramped, you know, your next 20 holy shocks also just glimmer the boss for free, um, which is a pretty extraordinary amount of damage with ex essentially zero healing loss. Yep. So now with, with the target cap now, though, the, the, the notes I have here, is there any new path of healing or a new build that might evolve? I would imagine that Glimmer stays the strong suit for like PvP and arenas and Mythic Plus because there's less targets. Mythic Plus is five people. So it doesn't really affect it there as much. The actual percentage nerf will. But is there anything that you guys have built or are looking at building in different Azerite trait styles or the new essence combinations maybe? For for you to stop picking Glimmer as an Azerite trait, they would need to make it they would need to delete it or make it start hurting people. The the problem yeah. is is that Holy Paladin oh, wow. Azerite traits aren't good or impactful at all, except for Glimmer. Um, and with a couple of other exceptions that hmm. become relevant in this upcoming tier. But um Glimmer was the only good one with 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 like one or two other exceptions. And so if it, even if it got nerfed by 50%, you would still pick Glimmer because it would still be doing more HPS than your other options. Um, interestingly, if they did delete Glimmer, then it would open up some very interesting arguments about do we go back to Avenging Crusader or do we play Awakening with Triple Avengers Might or something like that. But it turns out that next year we don't even have to make that choice between... <laughs> between choosing Avengers Might playstyle, which could be really fun with Awakening, or choosing Glimmer, because they went ahead and gave us multiple pieces of Azerite in the new raid with both Glimmer and Avengers Might on them, which is the first time the entire expansion that any such Azerite has existed. And it's going to be a pretty extraordinary buff to Holy Paladin. In fact, I, I, I think for most, you know, most Holy Paladins, unless you're at the very top of your, of your game, um, you usually have so few Glimmers out anyway that the eight target cap isn't a big nerf to you and then adding avengers might to your azrite is going to overall on net buff them yeah that's, that's a great point of why this nerf happened i think the eight target cap that jeez touched on briefly there is that the average paladin or people you know who are doing heroic raids not playing 100 percent optimally whatever this nerf will barely if at all impact them because they weren't getting above eight glimmers that often maybe every now and again during wings but the biggest nerf came to players who did play extremely optimally during their wings. And right. with those two Avengers Mites coming in, uh, which is something we never had before, we gain effectively like 2,000 free mastery during our wings, which almost entirely, you know, changes that so that even though we saw a 30% reduction hypothetically in healing during wings, we now get 25% or so of that back through traits. It's just focused on eight targets as opposed to sixteen now. Hmm. And all and also in, in like your base kit, right? Because not yeah. only is it your glimmer, but now during the wings, your light of dawns and your holy shocks and your rare but occasional flash of lights will be much more impactful with, with two thousand extra mastery. And it's interesting because before they put the Azerite traits on the gear, I did a lot of testing on the PTR to say, okay, with these nerfs to glimmer, how competitive is Awakening and not playing any Glimmer, playing Awakening and Triple Avengers Might. And I did a full day of testing on the PTR on, on Heroic Bosses with it. And it turns out to be already pretty good in the sense that if they straight up deleted Glimmer, Holy Paladins would probably still be fine. But now you don't have to make that choice. You can just have both. And very likely, uh, very likely people have the same complaints about Holy Paladins one month into progression that they do now. 
So you bring up Awakening. This might be a talent that hasn't really seen a ton of use so far yet. But yeah, it's the Light of Dawn. 15% chance to grant you Avenging Wrath for 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. So It got played a little bit on Zul progression back in Aldir. But the thing that makes it significantly better now is, is um, Vision of Perfection. If you play Vision of Perfection, which procs wings, and Awakening, which procs wings, and you play a lot of haste, so you're just light of dawning all the time, so you get more and more of those procs, yeah. you can have extraordinarily high Avenging Wrath uptime. Yeah, Ooh. there was a time before they nerfed Vision where you could have 100% uptime on Avenging Wrath, and I did some similar experiments trying to make Holy Prism work, and then... Oh, no. Just... <laughs> oh, no. Pal, not again. We're just back to Holy Prism again. <laughs> This man wants Holy Prism back. <laughs> I guess in that that column, the, the interesting part about this is that, again, talking about that Holy Prism discussion sort of combines all of this. It's because Judgment of Light is A, boring, but then B, like, always been awkwardly mathematically good, but then also, like, Holy Avengers on that tier. So, like, what? Well, the thing is, is that Holy Avenger reducing your cooldown of Holy Shock makes it the only choice when Glimmer's a thing. Right. If Glimmer wasn't a thing, all three of those do very similar output in a vacuum. You, hmm. you, the reason people play Judgment is because it's extremely easy to play. There's almost no, there's, there's some tweaking to be done. Um, for example, not judging a target that already has stacks on it, wait for those stacks to be depleted, you know, by some kind of damage event, then do it. So there's a little bit of gameplay, but it's, it's dramatically easier than Holy Prism. You can get 95% of the healing Judgment of Light can do just by pushing Judgment when it's available. Holy Prism was harder to play in the sense that you needed to make sure that people had a significant health deficit before you pushed it, that they were going to get hit by the splash. But if if you played it well, it did very, very similar healing to Judgment of Light. The reason those talents are dead is because of Glimmer, not because they're in, inherently worse than Holy Avenger. So round table yeah. I mean, oh, a, a big factor in, in Judgment of Light was as well that it was virtually free from mana. Like, Holy Prison had a um, a decent mana cost. Holy Avenger, of course, gives more haste. You tend to spend more mana during during the win. Um, but Judgment of Light was virtually free, and it was a spell you could just press on cooldown and yeah. almost ultimately and just forget it, about it. Yeah. Also, before Glimmer was a thing, it also had the only Azerite interaction of any of the talents. Similar to the reason you take Holy Avenger now is to get you more Glimmers. You took Judgment of Light then because you could spec into Grace of the Justicar, which heals people. Uh, around the boss when you judge and just get double healing effect for one spell. And typically, if, if a spell interacts with Azerite that's already kind of good on its own, then that becomes the talent of choice. Oh, yeah. yeah. And you see it all the time right. with DPS, is that once you find things that really work well, it's like Havoc in the Metamorphosis build in Furious Gaze. Oh, I want more meta uptime. Oh, it was a trait that gives me a buku amount of haste every 30 seconds for 8 seconds. Uh, those might work well. To oh, they work well together. Yeah, it was the exact same thing with Judgment of Light before Glimmer and with Holy Avenger after Glimmer. Those are the ones that interact with uh, Azerite, so those are the ones that get chosen. Yeah. And that's one of the problems Blizzard seems to have with unique spells like Holy Prism or Light's Hammer, even Bestow Faith, those spells that don't have or can't have interaction with Azerite because Blizzard never makes Azerite or other mechanics interact with talents because then they'd be useless if you don't select that talent in a lot of cases. And Holy Prism had some issues where 
it was tuned so that it did competitive healing if it was used on cooldown, but some fights don't have damage patterns that line up, right? right? Sometimes you have to wait 30 seconds to press it, in which case half the time it's sitting there just waiting for you to use it. And then there was the mana issue, as Lily brought up, where Judgment of Light ate up like five or six globals every minute, which meant that was less Holy Lights being spent on mana because Holy Light doesn't do healing, basically, or Flash of Lights, whereas Holy Prism opened more globals per minute, which meant you were spending more mana on top of the mana cost of Holy Prism. It just caused some issues with that balance so, overall. So the pal start start the end cap to this discussion then, right? So the the big little wrap up I have to this. Obviously, a part of playing a holy paladin is having that like beacon style healing, where you can heal one thing while healing another thing. That's sort of core to this. That's why Glimmer adding it, essentially making Holy Shock its own little mini spreadable beacon, offensively and defensively. Do you think the the overall the mechanic is fun and healthy for the gameplay style of the Holy Paladin that it should be moved forward into Shadowlands as like a baseline part of the kit, but obviously retuned, maybe even lowered in the 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 cap again as well. Maybe only it's a defensive, not offensive as well. So if you offensively Holy Shock, it just does the damage, but you're not glimmering anything. Or do you think this should be left in BFA as like, let's move on. I wouldn't mind if it got left in BA, BFA or added as a talent. Um, I, there are some concerns with making it a talent that Blizzard generally doesn't have the greatest talent balance sometimes, so it would just either be overpowered or dead, which, mm. you know, why does it exist in that case, or it's just maintaining the status quo. Um, Gameplay-wise, it has a place similar to the Maraud's playstyle, where it was just different, and different is sometimes fun. A talent also comes with some advantages, where one of the problems Blizzard has right now is that it doesn't scale with intellect. And Holy Paladins, you know, this makes up half of our healing almost right now, sometimes more even. Having that not scale with intellect does some interesting things to stat balances. They could address, they could add as a talent and make it scale off of intellect. Okay. And that would solve that problem. Uh, I think it's a good candidate to fit in with what we're hypo hypothesizing about adding some Legion mechanics to that arc. You could throw it in there with a couple other mechanics for other playstyles, and it wouldn't be bad to leave behind. But I, I think that I'm neutral. Problem, yeah, I'm, mm. I'm pretty neutral. But I think that a, a big problem on it as well is that um, Glimmer changes the way you play drastically. Right, um, Marads, you know, it 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 you it made you press Light of the Martyr, but it didn't drastically change your playstyle in the sense that Glimmer does. Um... I'm gonna disagree. I don't think that Glimmer changes... I think part of the reason why you're indifferent, or at least why I'm indifferent about whether it stays, is because I don't think Glimmer changes how you play at all. You you Holy Shock and cooldown with or without Glimmer. You Holy Shock the most injured target with or without Glimmer. Um, it has almost no impact on, on the feel or depth of the class, at least the way I play it, which makes it fairly uninteresting to me, and I could take it or leave it. Okay. Yeah, the, the biggest change it has is it glues you to melee, right? With the old yeah. play styles oh, before. Sure. You, you want it to be in melee still, but you weren't always in melee. You know, if your tank taunts the cool and runs across the room, it's like, okay, I'll just sit back here and flashlight, holy light a bit, cast some spells at range, and then move. Whereas now, you know, you're just trying to keep up with the boss and hit it. Right. Even, even Mythic Plus, too, if you go with the Holy Paladin in your group, like, they're... they're 
trailing along and following you the entire time as you're moving a pack, moving at a sanguine, and that's there are moments where you've I've had at least with the Holy Paladins and my guild where you have like those weird I can't get there so like pop defensives because I can't do as much because I'm losing like you lose HPS but not being able to hit things, which is a strange, I guess moment to moment like ick feeling that yeah in that pitch very strange right. when you have to be in melee to do the healing. sure. Um, that's very weird. But I mean, that, it that creates problem... some strange things, for example, and I'll, I'm sorry, I didn't interrupt you. It's, it's interesting because of Freehold's first boss, for example, oh. where you really want a healer baiting outside. Yeah. And a Holy Paladin's like, well, if I do that, I'm not healing. And if I come in, then we're all getting pooped on by the bird. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, well, that problem is twofold, of course, because in, especially Mythic Plus, where your whole group is virtually in melee, um, well, your mastery yeah. is also amplified in melee. Because your whole group is there. If you, like on the first boss in Freehold, are baiting, um, you virtually lose all your mastery value, um, but you also can't hit the boss. So that doubles up. Yeah. There's a couple of things there. That's why I wonder. The, the neutral to if it gets retooled in some way, it's an interesting topic because they're they're... This is like the... They have this cornucopia, Blizzard, are the they in this statement, of... Past set bonuses, two pieces, four pieces, all the Legion artifact perks, all the Legion legendaries from all these past years. I know some people kind of groan about, well, I don't want just old stuff to come back to me. But in the same way, they have all these things to go off of where there's really pivotal moments in, in player fantasy or power or play style or moment to moment that they have on their canvas to bring back in Shadowlands. I just wonder if they're literally just going to pull out Azerite gear. Whatever the new gearing system, we don't know yet because corrupted gear is the beta test for 9.0. And then just plop in like for Paladin, you're going to get your aura, you get Devo aura back and Hymer of Wrath, that's it. And then you're basically just playing BFA with two spells you used to have and then like nothing. And it'll be the exact same thing. It'll just be that like... That would be a tragedy. Terrifying. Would, that see, that, that's, tragedy. That's, that would be awful. Yeah, that's what happened with BFA, right? Right, like, right. That was the beginning of BFA. Yep. Yeah, they just they just took a bunch of stuff away and it's like, here you go, kids. No new toys. We took all away <laughs> yeah. all your other toys, and then to go to Shadowlands and them to do that again, it would just be like, all right, we are just two steps backwards now instead of one. Yeah. Sounds like BFA with extra steps. Yeah. Well, a step that all healer shows have to have is the healer hierarchy. This might not have as much to discuss as, like, my giant paragraph here, because it might just be kind of easy to just say, this is this. But, uh, but Jeeth, start us out here, because obviously what, what you have learned from the high rating you've done, and now your move to method, and the way that high-end progression has to be tackled, where you drop healers to add DPS... And historically, yeah. like going to two to three healers when most guilds are going four comfortably, maybe even five to overheal, like Orgazoa kind of thing. Do you see a change in the wind in Visions of Nazoth patch 8.3 for the healer meta? And if so, what's the wind changing to? Uh, it's a still wind. There's no wind. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think that the meta is going to change in the least, whether it's at world first level or, mm. or you know, mid-tier or you know, you know, um, a group of friends working to progress through Mythic steadily over the course of several months. It's going to remain the exact same. The the nerfs to the healing that paladins and discs do aren't sufficient to make them incapable of healing the content. 
they'll probably still be one of the best healers for healing the content. And on top of that, they bring free damage. So why would you not take that when you're trying to kill it? You know, especially at a world first level with 10 less item level than you're supposed to have. And every single iota of output matters um, for killing the boss. You just wouldn't accept not having the extra 11, 12, 15,000 DPS at a Paladin or a Desperate Springs instead of a Druid that brings, you know, one or 2k by keeping up dots every now and then. So I don't think I don't think there's going to be any change in meta whatsoever, which is possibly not the worst news ever because the meta as it is right now, while it seems super toxic, if you're if you love being you know top dog and you wish that druids or monks were you know the best thing ever, right now all of the healers are capable of healing all of the content. So if you if you're not in a very tip top guild, that's that's not the worst thing. If you're a really good druid, you're going to still go to boss fights and, and you're going to be a great asset to your guild. No healer is left out in the cold like they have been in past expansions, unable to handle the content. It's just that at the world first level, you're going to see double disc, double paladin, triple disc, single paladin, maybe two discs, one paladin, one wrestler shaman on some bosses, and mm -hmm. not a lot of all, a lot of else. And while that seems super bad from from a distance maybe close up it's not that terrible because we all play this game as a job anyway and we all have those characters available and it doesn't really impact very much in terms of who's playing or anything like that yeah. so i have mixed feelings about it i don't while i agree that the healer meta is a little bit imbalanced and i, I understand people call it toxic in my opinion it doesn't actually have very much impact if you're a good player you're playing whether it's because you're re-rolling to a paladin in method like potter did or because you're a really good monk in your world 20th guild, and that means you're going to play because it's better to have you in on a monk than to have someone else that's going to die more often and cause more wipes when you don't need the extra 10k DPS. I don't know, Pell, do you have anything to add to that? You touched on Discipline Priest there. That's like the next topic that sort of leads me into the follow-up that Jeet summarized really well. Is like, what do you think Blizzard would do or could do to make it so that each tier high-end meta list isn't just Discipline Priests, Holy Paladins, and maybe a Splash Resto Shaman for SLT, which is kind of what it has been for a while. Because that trickles down to this community perception of, oh, you can't play Holy Priest, you can't play Mistweaver, but as Jeet just said, yes, you can, <laughs> unless you are doing what Method and Limit and Pieces are doing, right? Yeah, well, that's been a thing for as long as I can remember that people fixate on what the meta is and good players who plays, you know, weaker classes, let's say, get left by the wayside. The best player, like, if you have a good player, it doesn't matter if they play a Feral Druid, an Enhancement Shaman, or a Mistweaver, they're an asset to your raid, you should bring them. And nothing changes that, generally speaking. So mm. having a healer meta like right now isn't terrible. We have every class that can contribute and do everything they need to do. Paladins and priests may still be a little bit stronger than the rest. They have extra utility, extra damage, etc. Um, a big part of what contributes to paladins and priests being so powerful is ultimately the power they have in short bursts and how you can kind of rotate that. Yeah. If we had more fights like Orgazoa as an example, um, Paladins obviously were a bit broken just because of our raw healing and Dispriest would still be a bit better, but that gaps that gets a little bit closer between other healers. And in general, too, this becomes more of a problem when you have two heal fights like Ashara, three heal fights like Unat. If there are more five heal fights, most people can't be like method pieces or etc. and stack a bunch of classes. You just bring the best player and everyone 
ends up okay in that scenario. Yeah, that's that's an interesting point there. I don't know, uh, Lily, with your finger on the pulse of like the Hammer of Wrath Discord, at least how you sponge it up, is that maybe a thing that the healing community is looking for? When you see like end-tier high-end boss fights tuned in a way where where the damage is obviously super important, but you're like, it's too healed. So you're just like, okay, maybe when I get there, it'll be three-ish, because by then your DPS will go up, so you can bring another healer. Do, does the community want, like, five healed fights? Like, why? That's not the design way. It's like always three, four, or two. Or in the meme of Nazoth testing right now, one. Uh, calm down. Do you want, like, five healers in a raid? I would like more fights that bring variety and like bring out the best out of the different healers. Um, whether that's by five healing or free healing or um, I don't think four healing as a standard is bad. Um, I think deviating to the lower end, so like three or two or even one healing, um, can be pretty bad because it brings out. You know, you have you normally have five healers on your roster in your average guild. If you are an Eshvan and all of a sudden you're free healing, that means that two healers need to sit out. And then all of a sudden, you know, you have the next boss where it's five healers. Um, I would like a bit more consistency in that sense. This tier has been pretty bad in that. But overall, I agree that, yes, the meta is not great, but we touched upon Throne of Thunder earlier. Um, during Front of Thunder, Resto Shamans flat out did 30% less healing than every other healer in the game. And the only reason you brought them was because they gave mana to other healers, not because they healed. And in 10 man, that wasn't even the case because you just didn't bring them. Um, so I'd rather see a meta where everybody is capable of doing the content rather than, you know, four healers being rather the same. And two healers not being able to do any content whatsoever. Yeah. There's something interesting that happened this tier too that isn't talked about as much as maybe as it should be, which hmm. is that all the encounters have roughly the same damage pattern, where damage occurs on roughly a 30 second interval, and that favors Holy Paladin and Dispriest a ton, because mm. Dispriest have very short controlled bursts that they can do fairly frequently. Paladins have a long burst so they can extend over multiple damage events and other healers, you know, they have two or three minute cooldowns, but they last eight seconds. So they cover like Queen's Court is the perfect example of this. A holy paladin can pop wings and cover, you know, multiple form ranks and multiple spark explosions at once. A druid pressing tranquility covers one of those damage events roughly, yeah. maybe two. And that's caused a problem this tier. So just making sure that in Nihilotha or future raids, there is more diversity in damage patterns overall, add more spot healing. Argus is a great example of a fight where, you know, there was lots of damage, but spot healing was more important because the damage came infrequently enough. You had time to target everyone, to top everyone off. The only people who were in danger of dying were people with chains or with debuffs or who were running out with stuff. Those were the people that needed healing, which changed the way people played at least yeah that's it's interesting that you you touch on like resto druid right there that was sort of the end bit to this whole thing is that we live in in this realm in the game we've talked about multiple times where blizzard has to then account for both your pve side of balance and the pvp side 
which it's going to make me just go like secondary rule set. Um, but Mistweaver and Resto Druid are terrifying in arenas and uh, and just PvP in general because they can just heal everyone and then hide and run away and they're still healing people. Whereas again, the the opposite to that is the Holy Paladin, which normally wants to be like in melee hitting things, but then when you're in melee, you're like, oh, there's seven rogues and you're dead. So, or you just bubble, and then you're dead after your bubble. So they, it's weird to, and that's one of the nerfs coming to Harmony for Resto Druids in 8.3 is they're nerfing their stacking mastery scaling down to help try to like lower their single target raw, like have seven hots and then be invincible for 13 seconds or whatever. So it's, t I, I, I would imagine it's definitely a tough situation for them to try to do because if they swing it too far one way, these healers that are just terrifying in the PvP scene all of a sudden become the best in PvE as well. So I wonder if that's kind of like what Tanks talked about with Vengeance again last show, is that they they specifically said that when Blizzard made Vengeance Demon Hunter, it was the dungeon tank with some raid potential, but it was the dungeon tank. And that's not what people want to hear is like your class respect is like it shines in five-man content or in battlegrounds or in arena meh in raids it's hard it's they got three well, different buckets yeah it's a little bit antithetical to the idea of an rpg sure that your your class or spec that you associate with and you want to main isn't acceptable in a particular kind of content in an rpg where you where you even blizzard has said they want you to you know associate and identify with your character to a certain degree mm -hmm. um if you're going to be a holy paladin you're going to be a misweaver you'd like for that to be a thing you can play in all arenas of the game but that there's some tension there obviously with there being different toolkits being appropriate to different arenas of the game five man healing is very different from three men in arena which is very different from 20 men healing and raiding and different toolkits bring different powers to those which result in those different imbalances where resto druids are the undisputed gods of mythic plus but middle of the road in raid um and and i i agree that it should be playable everywhere but i don't know how you solve the problem of making it equivalent in all aspects so that you can associate and identify i am a resto druid and i'm going to play it in everything you shouldn't be blocked you shouldn't be like a deep a vengeance demon hunter and say oh i guess i can't raid because then you're not playing an rpg anymore you have to re-roll pro warrior for that <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. And so it's obviously it's a continuous struggle bus, I think. But it's a fun conversation to have because it's always interesting to figure out where where all that lies. But Nihilotha's around the corner, a little over a month, month and a half away. I put my bet on January seventh, if not the fourteenth, the anniversary event goes away, and then they slap in the new races that require you to rep farm without the rep buff, which sounds very Blizzard, but. I'll move some things to the after show, but I do want to sort of end this section about this whole healer meta talk is it also kind of goes part and parcel with your tanks. So I want you to each sort of go through if there is a particular tank or tanks in their hierarchy that you actually enjoy healing the most or the least. So Pell, what is your favorite tank to heal or, or to, you know, go with into to content and your least favorite right now? Well, I won't say there's a favorite or least favorite because hmm. they hmm. all play roughly the same. I don't do much Mythic Plus, so maybe it's completely different there. But from a rating perspective, not much changes. If the tank's dying or about to die, you heal them, 
elsewise you keep your beacon on them and keep an eye on them uh paladins definitely have the most synergy with brewmasters because beacon provides a steady stream of healing which counteracts their stagger and there are some times where you know a prot warrior runs in on orgazoa and gets smacked to 10 percent health and you shit your pants for a second but sure. you know outside of that once damage stabilizes it's not too much some tanks are a little bit spikier i remember having some issues with that on um fetid devour right we had oh, some yeah. optimal tanks when we did that for a while i mean Those i hateful... wouldn't say i have a favorite or least favorite just synergize well with brewmaster so that's usually a good combination but yeah well okay yeah. so your top votes brewmaster jeeth what, what's your i mean my answer is basically that there, there are only a few tanks that you actually heal, right? I don't, I don't have a favorite tank that I, oh. or a least favorite tank to heal. There are some tanks you just don't heal. It feels like w you, you can heal brewmasters, you can heal guardian druids, you can heal warriors, but DKs, vengeance demon hunters, um, they, they basically either, and to a certain extent, paladins, either they're managing their tools correctly, in which case you know beacons enough, or they're not, in which case they're going to die, and there's nothing you can do to stop it. Um, so my, my favorite to heal are the three that we actually heal and my least favorite to heal are the ones that I ignore because I'm, you know, <laughs> they're going to die if they're going to die and there's nothing I can do about it anyway. You know, if a, if a death knight fucks up his, his death striking or his mitigation, he's dead and there's nothing your piddly little 20 K Holy light's going to do to change that. And it's like, it's a team effort despite how at the beginning of the expansion, it was definitely not tanks were super weak i remember the earlier discussions about tanks were just basically like you have to put everything into a tank or they just fall over it's obviously mellowed out i would say outside of the outlier which is brewmaster still but lily how about your last point on this one um i mean yeah i, I once joked in all there that tanks are a healer mechanic um <laughs> wait because yeah they basically had no self-reliance or whatever anyway outside okay. of the okay. And then they floored DK so hard that they basically don't exist anymore. Um, I think that, like, when it comes to, like, what is my favorite, I just like Brewmaster. I play a Brewmaster myself. I'm a, I like playing it myself in, in Mythic Plus. Uh, I like the fact that I can forget about them because that means that I can focus more on others, focus more on mechanics. Um... I don't know. Um, I'll, I'll be happy to see others, though. Um, I'm excited to see a Vengeance Demon Hunter, potentially, because uh, they look strong going into next year. They do. That's what the show, essentially, the overall spoiler alert arcing of last week's show was that the the prevailing wind might not be too different for healers, but for tanks, there definitely is a, a, a upshake in the power hierarchy, potentially, because of the buffs and the new essence combinations, Azerite stuff combinations therein. So we'll see about how that works. And I guess if you have questions for the guests today, we'll be doing the the sort of Q&A section after I do the, the break coming up here. But I guess the little random thought before I take that time, what's your biggest World of Warcraft pet peeve as a healer? Lily, back to you on this one. Um... Holy priests belong in heroic, or should be reworked entirely. Um, mm. I don't know. Yeah, I don't like holy priest design. Their place in the meta, I guess. Um, yeah, holy priest is my pet. Oh dang, it's so it's such a weird thing. If you turn the clock back 
go back a couple of episodes about healer stuff or go back to holy priest healer stuff, it was always like, they can do everything, but they're not really good at all of it. There's like the weird serendipity chakra meta style thing. And now it's kind of all like baked in kind of, but they're like a throughput healer, but then they're a single target healer, but not really. So, okay. I get you on that one. Jace, do you have a different pet peeve as a healer? Yeah, it's uh, it's line of sight. I remember <laughs> oh, no. when I first started raiding in Warlords of Draenor and we got into like Hellfire Citadel with little stairways and then little tunnels and you've got 20 people you're keeping track of and some of them are on one side of the tunnel and the others on the other side hitting the mob and some are up the staircase. I remember offering to pay someone hundreds of dollars if they could write an add-on that identified whether people were in line of sight of me, but apparently it just can't be done. And it yeah. remains my pet peeve to today. Like obviously managing line of sight is part of the healer toolkit and it's important and you can you can outskill it in some ways by you know turning on friendly nameplates and looking where people are, but it's really annoying to hit a button on someone and that it's out of line of sight. And there's no way of knowing it until you try and hit the button or unless you're actually scanning where all 25 people are and you're right at all times. It drives me up the wall. Ashara is fun. I, I don't even. <laughs> I think, well, I, you, you say Ashara. That's like, there's like a conscious hoped for LOS in that kind of encounter due to the fact that it, that her arcane debuff is that major mechanic. My first thing you say about LOS and healers is the last boss in Siege of Boralus. When you're on the boats. Where you, oh, yeah. Or like sometimes the rock is bigger than you think, but you can... Because I, I heal on everything plus on my Resto Shaman. And I'll be like, I'm going to riptide this person who I can physically see right there. Oh, part of like the seaweed's in my way? Now I can heal them. Like what? There's nothing in the way. And like some vertices and Z-axis don't... Aren't flat. There's like hidden bumps. Yeah. I feel it on that one. Pal, how's your pet peeve? Honestly, I don't have many pet peeves. I mean, I get a little bit frustrated when someone messes up their own utility or abilities to stay alive and then instantly blames the healer. But, I mean, that's just part of playing a healer. I guess I'll go with line of sight, too. There's nothing more infuriating than when you're doing a Shara and... Uh, somebody decides to drop their stacks after the first explosion and you go to holy shock them with 15 glimmers up and they're just out of line of sight and you're just like oh, okay i guess you're not getting healed okay the line of well, sight because works. there's no because there's no information available about it you spend you lose inevitably lose time right you lose a, at least a second or a global yeah. realizing that spells not going off on them i just wish there was some way to show it in the in the in the game's ui that would be the greatest boon ever. More information is always good for a game. Because yeah, yeah, like, if they faded out in raid frames like they do when they're out of range, it would be fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah if, if there was different values to that sort of fade, because when they're obviously in range, they're just fully fine. And yeah. then once they're out if of they, range, they just they kind of gray out, but not... Yeah, okay. Yeah, if they added some way of accounting for the fact, like anything in the base code that let you account for the fact that they're out of line of sight other than casting on them, then add-on developers could do whatever we wanted and make it yeah. you know, pink for out of range and purple for out of line of sight and we could do whatever we wanted with it. But there's nothing that you can do other than cast on them and realize you can't do it or constantly be scanning to see who's where. All right. Sounds good to me. All right, you guys can all take a short reprieve from chit-chatting about this and prepare yourself for unleashing chat. They've been pretty calm so far outside of when Lily first came on camera, but if you have questions for chat and start getting those going shortly after I jibber-jab about this for a little while, if you have questions, of course, I'll integrate them. I've got some canned FAQ here. 
But of course, I want to give a big mid-show shout out to the producers and support that I'm getting over on the show's Patreon page. You are getting show notes. You can see how the show works. You can get, of course, the BTS podcast after shows that are sort of a wrap-down, off-script, sort of anything that I, I clip from the main show. You get that as well. So there's more podcast, of course, that is RSS feedable on Patreon. And there's also the art we're doing now, the full-fledged wallpapers that are happening there as well that Tutron is putting together for you guys. Uh, we're up to 71 podcasts because it's all tagged. So you can, of course, dig through all of that. But that is a big extra side bit. If you want more of the show, it does exist. And it keeps going and 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 going. You can just skim through that if you want more of the show. And... Holidays are coming up, like I said at the beginning of the show, but some of you might not have been here. Final Boss TV is now partnered and sponsored with Corsair and Elgato. And I do believe, I think Elgato at least, just posted their Black Friday deals on Twitter. So you can see through the different outlets what all the deals are going to be. So if anyone is going to be looking at getting some bits and bobs and parts and pieces for their build or someone else's build... There's going to be a lot of sales going on, probably the Cyber Monday time frame, but I think they're just going to last for like a week. That's just sort of how it works now. The the notion of like Black Friday, all one day sales is sort of at the wayside now. But there's a whole bunch of stuff you can check out there. Links are down below. Of course, if it's outside the seasonal stuff, Final Boss, the actual code, just drop the TV from it, can actually work to get you guys 10% off and free standard shipping. Which is pretty awesome. I actually just am still working on the huge new studio rebuild that I have. And there's a whole lot of stuff that I have ready to go. That I actually just ordered a little bit more the other day. Got some key lights coming in. Some new Elgato stands. And you'll see that all. I'm doing a big, huge build stream when I actually get that all sorted. But that's just linked down below. Either on YouTube or on Twitter. of course, Or on Twitter. YouTube or Twitch down below the stream. And of course, links also down below. People always ask me, or I get YouTube comments sometimes in the archive version of the show that goes up on the channel's YouTube channel. Where I don't understand where the, the break comes in, but the show is very reachable, right? I have an open Discord, and I'm on Twitter. So if you have questions for the show, if you have suggestions for guests, if you have ideas for topics and things, my email is also available. That's on the website. But just jump into my Discord channel. I ask my Discord every single week, usually Friday or Saturday before a Sunday show, if you have questions. So it's open to have feedback. And I sort of integrate those into the FAQ sections. It's one of the big old topics to have an extra one on there. And of course, when beta starts up in the next couple of months, we're going to have beta shows and the spec coverage therein. So if you have questions or want to get in touch with me to ask questions to guests on the show, that's where you do it. The link to join my Discord is also... Right, right down below. That's where things are on the internet normally. Down below the player. And iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, my website, and soon to be Spotify for the audio-only versions of the show, if, in case you want to do that. Taking a trip with you. Spotify, I still think, is still processing. I'll send out a tweet, of course, when it gets all, all done. And we do have a little teaser. There was a Twitter poll I put out on Holy Death Night is coming up after this one. Balance Druid after that. Fury Warrior following the Balance Druid and then the year-end special. I believe that's how it lines up. And then we'll see where 8.3 takes us. Because we'll go through that. We've got 
another mage warlock hunter rogue probably on the horizon of course then more tank and healer discussion you know it's like two plus months down the road and then we'll see where beta goes but i have some canned questions lily ready for some canned questions what kind of canned foods do you eat overseas um mm, not a lot honestly hmm. i'm no, thinking about it right now no spam Mm, no, my wife is vegetarian, so no. Well, yeah, no spam. Well, is spam even meat? I don't know. I mean, it's an a it's an acronym, isn't it? It stands for a slightly processed animal material. Yeah, it, it was it was an animal at some point. So yeah. <laughs> no, it's stuff posing as meat. There you go. Chat's got us. So how about this one? <clears throat> while chat gets caught up if they have any questions to ask do you miss holy power no yes yes whoa, 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 whoa. sort of oh okay wait so absolutely so yes okay. sort of a no <laughs> what the... I, I'll, I'll elaborate a little bit i sure pal yeah i feel like one of the biggest problems holy paladin has right now outside of glimmer of light is if you break down the thought process that goes into healing you can kind of think of it or at least i think of it as there's like three strategies going on right you have your short-term goals which is what button do i press on on who am i pressing holy shock or let of dawn next crusader strike etc uh, then the long-term goals would be like when am i using avenging wrath when is this damage event happening it's not an issue right now but when should i be conserving mana when should i be spending mana and one of the things that got lost was that mid-tier kind of strategy right with Legion, you had that, okay, Ilterendi is going to be coming up soon, so I'll bestow, that way it gains the benefit from Ilterendi, Ilterendi, Holy Shock, or Light of Dawn in that sequence, depending on what set bonuses you have, you could reverse it, and that was kind of a mid-tier strategy that in some ways resembled Holy Power, because previously with Holy Power, you could build up five Holy Power stacks, and then instantly spend one of your three Holy Power, Holy Shock, spend another three, and you do a fair amount of burst every 30 seconds if you need to, or you can be spending it consistently. So Holy Power, to me, represents kind of a midterm strategy. And I missed that, and Holy Power did that, but it doesn't have to be Holy Power. Okay. So I'm yeah, just seeing this as combo yeah. points, so that's why I was curious. I'm, I miss Holy Power because I'm just hunting for stuff to give Paladins depth again. In Legion, Holy Paladin had a lot of depth. They've lost a lot of it. The thing is, is that there's there's basically two ways that the game imposes of gating you from using a spell. Um, cooldown, you know, you can push Light of Dawn every 10 seconds, or a secondary resource. You need X combo points in order to push it. Um, and of the two of those, combo points is the more interesting because, you because like Pell said, you can pool and play around it a little bit. With Light of Dawn being pushable every 10 seconds, you either push it or you don't. You either use the power or you lose it. If you put stuff on some things, some buttons on a secondary resource system like combo points or holy power or whatever you have, then you add that extra dimension of being able to think about, do I want to spend here or do spend on one point, spend on three, pool to five so I can spend twice in a row. It just adds a little bit of depth and flavor that the spec desperately needs. And, and that's why I say I miss holy power. It's not because it's holy power as holy power. It's because that would be one of the many different ways that Blizzard could add some depth to the spec that it just doesn't have right now. Yeah. I agree that I would love more complexity, um, but having played in the two expansions where Holy Power was a thing, I don't think it was very complex in that sense. Um, 
you know, um, is it really interesting that you have one holy power, you spend that on eternal flame because you want to keep your absorption shield that is caused by your mastery as long as possible? Um, I don't, that didn't really feel all that great. I think that it could be a really good, um, good idea and a good design uh, or way of design to make the class more complex. But they haven't shown me that they can do it. Um, and therefore I'm not, I wouldn't be excited to get it back. Got, this is, that's a bait question, Zeb. Question for the panel. If you could choose one of these two options, which would you choose? Get rid of Glimmer or get rid of the Grievous Affix for <laughs> entirely forever? Get rid of Glimmer. Easy choice. Yeah, agree. Okay. I'll well. take either. It doesn't oh. matter to me. I don't do Mythic Plus, so Grievous does nothing for me. So I'd say get I'm, rid of but... I'm a big fan of Grievous because um, for the past two expansions, dungeons have been a big part of the game, right? Mythic Plus is a big deal. And Mythic Plus isn't fun to heal to the extent that you see healers even doing like level, you know, big keys, gearing and, and trading entirely for damage, right? Healing is like the least important part of what a healer does in a dungeon. And I like stuff that makes you heal more because I want to heal. That's why I play a healer. So Grievous is like one of the only things that makes a dungeon require healing. Let's keep it. Let's get rid of Glimmer instead. All right. Yeah, you actually have to heal with Grievous and like be on top of Grievous. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I like that. It's something that I feel like is sorely missed in Mythic Plus overall. Because what is it, seventy percent, if not more, of your globals are just spend DPSing, um, and ultimately you're a healer to heal, right? It's At a least weird sometimes. Yeah, it's a weird one when I do keys as Resto Shaman because deep healing sort of counters Grievous naturally, where I don't even notice it some of the times. But different healers have different problems with it. I know Discipline Priest has quite a bit of an uphill battle to like prevent and then battle Grievous if they let it get out of hand. Resto Druids don't even think about it. It's like, everyone has nine hots! What Grievous? Right? So it's a different you know, little game of chess for them. How about, I'm pulling this up over here. This is an important one. Alright. Which Legion Artifact skin for the Silver Hand is your favorite? Because that's, you can still obviously transmog to this crazy big old thing. Do, I don't think any of you are currently transmogged to it. I do have your armories pulled up. I oh am. no, Pell is. Oh, Lily isn't. And Jeeth is just a, a troll. Jeeth can't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you Jeeth even can't. have uh, one of the appearances, Jeeth? Because you boosted it that. Gives, when you, apparently when you boost, you get the baseline, the baseline silver artifacts, silver hand that you got when you hit like 110 back in Legion, but I don't yeah. have any of the appearances at all on the EU account. So, and the problem but with the baseline appearance, uh, I, I don't, I don't, yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to do that. I'm not going to do that. I but mean... the biggest problem I have with the appearance is that giant book on your belt. I just don't like it. Ah, uh, yeah. The liver mine your belt, yeah. Well, that, that's I guess that's Jeet's option then. Pal, you have the... Blue Justice's Flame, I think it's called. It's the Mage Tower, right? Yeah. Yeah. I just like it because, A, it fits my transmog reasonably well, and B, uh, I believe getting that was harder than any Mythic Raid boss I've killed because I pugged my 10 RBG wins, and pugging 10 RBG wins in trade chat oh, is... Oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> you don't do Mythic Plus, but you'll pug RBGs. I, 
I've done 11 RBGs in my life, and 10 of them were for that appearance. So, oh my gosh, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I owe you like a a really crisp high five. So that, that's just that's crazy talk. They're pretty, I, I was surprised they're all. I mean, the uh, the shout out to Reinhardt, the uh, the watcher's ornament is pretty fun. This one right here, there it is. Yeah, I always I always transmog as an NPC RP, so none of the flashy artifacts work for me. Oh uh, yeah, I mean you do this. This is the pictures you gave me. This is your armory right now. You just look like a random troll in yeah. The I'm pyramid. guarding the Great Seal. Yeah, <laughs> is that just a thing for you? <laughs> yeah, keeping the world safe. There you go. I think I transmogged my artifact away within the first five minutes of getting it. Whoa! Sorry. I do. This actually is an interesting point. I mean, I I care a little bit about a transmog. To me, it's really interesting that we spent the entirety of Legion with a two-handed weapon able to mog two-handed weapons, and you spend a lot of time getting cool two-handed weapons like the Argus Scythe and things like that, and then suddenly we go and have no two-handed weapons again, and half of your mogs are useless, especially yep. the cooler-looking ones. I miss that a lot. I agree. I um, Some of the weapons from Ulduar, the swords, the two-hand swords, they're amazing. Oh, you, you cut out all your push talk went away. Oh, do I do You're I back. want this weapon from 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 this boss in Ulduar or this weapon? I think it's Izir's Edge. There's like five variations of them. Yeah. Um, but I love them, and now I can't transmog unless I equip a, a world boss or world quest BOE or like weapon two handed. Yeah, because you can put like what's on here, like because because Pell you have it, but you're you're using. You know, a sword and board or a mason board, and you can see that you can do it over that. You can put the artifact there, but you can't do any of the two handers like what Lily just said. I think I brought that up in the feedback, but I was like, why would you make Holy Paladin go two hand for a whole expansion for two years with a two handed artifact and then just take that all away? Why didn't you just keep them as a two hander? Even back in the deep lore, they're a two handed class, Warcraft 3, Uther the Lightbringer. The old two-handed mace. That's how it was. Yeah. Maybe they can unprune some two-handed healing weapons. Oh. Yeah. Maybe. I, I have yeah. this idea that I kind of liked of just like a small benefit to the decision between a two-hander or a shield where maybe there's some passive where you gain 5 to 10% extra damage with a two-hander, but 5 to 10% extra health. 10% might be much if you have a sword and shield just to add a little bit of flavor to what weapon oh. you're using. I remember in HFC, I preferred the two-handers for that exact reason. There was nothing in HFC that required you to be in melee, but it being in melee meant you got auto-attack and Crusader right. Strike every now and then, and then with a two-hander, you just did way more damage. There was a two-handed healing weapon off of Tyrant. I think that was the last time we had one of those. Yeah, and I think the one before that was in front of Thunder, actually. Yeah. And it was a every... trash drop, too, I think. Uh, I think it was from Horridon. Might be wrong, though. But I remember everybody being immensely excited, because, oh my god, a two-hand weapon. Yeah, there's, this is a northern, man, I've got yours that I want to ask as well, but uh, Proto's question's kind of bait as well, but it's the Corrupted Gear in 8.3, which I guess is a talking point that you can bring up, is that there isn't really, I mean, there is, like, well, there's one affix that is f at least four healers that you want, your tanks might want to have, that's the healing received. 
But other than that, we went over earlier your crazy mastery scaling you're going to experience because of the new Azerite layouts. So you can gain the Corrupted Gear, at least for Holy Paladin, right? That is the extra additional plus percentage mastery from gear. I don't know if you guys have forward thought any of this, though. Like, Pal or Lily, have you guys thought forward is you going to change or what kind of Corrupted Gear is Holy Paladin going to care about? Or is going to remove all of it? Unless it's plus crit. Um, yeah, like, plus, plus critical damage is obviously always good. But I think for healers, ultimately... The sockets look really good, and with how mediocre the some of the corrupted uh, stuff looks, there was one clarity of, mm -hmm. um, the one that like uh, empowers your spells or reduces their cooldown. Uh, that one looks good, but it's been bugged all PTR. So I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that there was one trait that had a chance to proc that reduces the cooldown of your cooldown based abilities or increases your cooldown re recovery rate. Um, but and I and I equipped some of it to test during one of the bosses, I forget which one, and then you push Holy Shock, you get the proc, and Holy Shock goes on a 31-day cooldown. And <laughs> you're real upset for the rest of that testing. So it's hard to say whether that'll be good or not, um, but that was kind of an interesting one. There's also corrupted weapons. Um, yes. None of them are super interested, interesting for healers, but for Holy Paladins, um, there's one that increases your secondary stats on a proc, and then there's one um, 10 item levels higher, off of one of the last two bosses that does damage, it's a, a sword, um, which is kind of cool because Holy Paladins will have access to a high item level healing weapon, which I think very few other healers will, that procs free damage. That's kind of cool. Um, I don't know. The, the question was what corruption effects would we add? Um, and I don't know because it's kind of weird to both add something that does more healing and then incur the penalty that typically is going to require more healing. Um, but yeah. there, is, there is at least the weapons that you can look to look forward to right now as a Holy Paladin. Yeah. I think that an issue as well is that... I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, obviously, you guys are both rated at a higher level than I do. But throughput, healer throughput from an HPS point of view is generally not the bottleneck in a raid. Um, so adding something that only works for healers, say you do more healing might actually not be as good as as people think it is yeah that would be so that would be something that became useful down the road when you're trying to solo heal for parts or something like that you know? yeah for, for progression you're typically trying to shed healer power and turn it into dps that's why that's why healers in last raid used you know crucible of flame essences and cyclotronic trinkets is because we, your base kits there hasn't been difficult healing checks in the game for a little while and you're able to do that with your base toolkit pretty effectively so you try to get as much damage as you can instead so i mean critic if the thing about the corruption is that since you can't choose it you're just going to wear what you get and hope that you get a weapon but if you could choose it as a healer you probably choose critical damage like pel said so I need to, I was looking at a database while I'm looking over here, because I wanted to ask, we didn't really touch on this specifically, but it could have sort of came up. So I wanted to put maybe a pin in this or get an answer. But yeah, Northern asked, Blizzard obviously wants Holy Paladin to stay in melee, which we talked about before. But your MO is that you put Beacon, a spell with a very long range, on the tank who just stands beside you, or you stand beside them. That's also to activate your mastery, which requires an area around you. The further away you get from your target, the less mastery healing you do, right? It's a proximity-based spell. 
So he asks, isn't that contradictory? Wouldn't it be more interesting to make all heals except a few big cooldowns plus beacon melee range only? You are... Oh, you are you are an in you are to imitate the sun, so you should radiate around you like one. It is it is hmm. Okay. A couple of points there. The the first one I want to say is that in a world where you only play with one beacon, like right now, because they're playing with divine purpose because of glimmer. Yeah. Beacon doesn't doesn't benefit from mastery at all. It just replicates however much okay. healing your base heal did. So if I heal someone close to me, that heals more and then it transfers the percentage to the beacon and if i heal someone far away from me heals less and it still transfers the exact percentage of the beacon right. that results in some interesting decisions right because on queen's court for example you want to put your beacon on the tank that's further away because if you're going to heal a tank the one you heal close to you you're going to heal directly uh, for more because of your mastery and the one that gets further away doesn't get a mastery penalty from your beacon but would from any of your other healing so there's some, sometimes some interesting decisions to be made there um in the typical case where you're standing right next to the tank and you know he's just getting beacon healed regardless of your mastery I think that's fine. I would I would not be a big fan of what he seems to be suggesting where you only heal stuff around you because I would hate to have some kind of like weird 10-yard range on my healing spells and have to like run around like a headless chicken trying to reach the warlock standing in Africa or God forbid the hunters, you know, to try to keep them alive. Yeah. Maybe I, if I, they... Oh, I'm sorry to interrupt. Maybe if... <laughs> this has been a bugaboo of my of mine for a while. If they took Beacon off the GCD... And in exchange, we got that. I would be all for it. Give me a ten-yard mm. healing range, but take beacon off the there, GCD there and I was a, throw it on any hunter I wanted. At some point, that um, removed the global off beacon, but gave it like a five-second cooldown on application. Um, they could do something like that. Hmm. That would I... be really cool. Like a ten-yard healing range, but an, an a spammable beacon that you could just throw on whoever. That would be so much fun, and that would add a lot of skill and depth to the class. Like I, I heal the guy ten yards away from me and put the beacon on the hunter. Now he's top, so I flip the beacon over to a boomkin somewhere while I continue healing around me. I'd love that. See, I had a possible idea a while ago of redesign a beacon. It's a little bit less out of the ordinary than what you guys are suggesting. But my idea was basically just merge them all into one, such that by default you throw out one beacon and it does, let's say, 50% transfer rate. And if you press that button again on somebody else, you throw out a second one and both of them are 25%. And you have an extra button that's an activator that throws out some kind of beacon of virtue, but puts all your beacons on cooldown for X amount of time. And that way, you know, if there's one tank taking damage, you can just leave the beacon on them. If there's two, you can split it into two. Oh God, there's a bunch of raid damage, blow up beacon of virtue. You lose tank healing for the next 15 or 20 seconds, but you gain a burst of virtue healing. And that could all fit into gameplay a bit differently. Beacon has been a huge thing for a long, long time. And it, it harkens back to the problem with that Holy Paladin was, was developed way back in the day. And I kind of joked about it at the beginning of the show about how in Classic, you just heal one target. And that like that's that was the job of the Holy Paladin. You'd have maybe two or three in your raid, and you basically, like, you're healing this target the entire encounter. You're healing this target. Granted, encounters don't last anywhere near as long with the proficiency of player skill and how good BIS gear understanding is now. So bosses like Ragnaros fall over in 50, 60 seconds. But that's how it used to be, and Blizzard wanted to get away from that by having you giving you options to heal other people while still healing a priority target. So they're both, I mean, interesting ideas to try to integrate that into, I mean, Jeet's biggest thing that he keeps talking about is interesting playstyle choices and decision-making. So there's options there for sure, but 
that's a it's a tough one when your mastery is that AOE aura of forgiveness around you that deteriorates, but then you also want to be able to be in one place while heal someone else somewhere else. And the beacon, the beacon problem also interacts with a very complex issue of how do you make tank healing interesting, or even can you, while still giving tank players agency over their own life? No tank wants to be the tank that like can't control whether they live or die because then you just feel like a punching bag. Like there's been this big shift since classic where you have paladins doing nothing but healing the tank because the vast majority of the damage in the encounter is on the tank and the tank doesn't do anything to live through it himself. Basically, it just has to be healed. Right. And as they gave tanks more agency, that meant that healers had less of an impact on tanks. And that meant that they had to increase the percentage of damage that was done to non-tanks so that healers still had something to do. So while the majority of damage is still done to the tanks, the 90% of that is taken care of by the tanks themselves and you just throw a beacon on them and ignore them for the most part. It is a difficult problem to untangle because while healers would be like, well, maybe maybe we should have to heal the tanks more because that's interesting gameplay instead of just throwing a beacon on it, then the tanks are like, well, that's not fun for me to die and just be like, well, I didn't get healed enough. I want to control my own destiny with death strikes and lives of the protector and such. One thing that they could do, um, obviously we have a whole role of talents based around Beacon. Uh, Beacon as it is, is a staple and an iconic ability that we have. And I don't see it going away in Shadowlands either, seeing how they want to unprune iconic abilities. Um, but they could tune and tweak and, and change some of those talents. Um, Double Beacon only has been in the game since Warlords, I think. Um, yep. Virtue is a thing that, you know, is neat, changes things up. Divine Purpose was on the other role previously. Yeah, I could see, like, Divine Purpose shifting somewhere else or, like, being baked into this spec entirely. Um, and, and bringing something else there. Um, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like what Pell mentioned. Whoa. They have to make... <laughs> Six new talents in a single expansion, then that's unheard of. Yeah, what? every expansion or tier that I've ever participated in, granted it's only three, stuff gets added to the game, and people are like, well, let's make this baseline. There's got to be. I mean, yeah. divine, divine, divine purpose, already... they could also remove it, right? Yeah. If you want. I, I think divine purpose is perfect the way it is. It's a talent yeah. you can choose to play, it changes how you play. It's fun and reactionary based I, I i see no problem with just leaving that as a talent because yeah but you gotta fill those talents off like with I, something like i said earlier you could also put it on a different row like it was previously oh a shake-up is gonna happen for sure that's the weird part i mean that's what you said is that they add a new row and obviously the aura row goes away then you do have at least three spots if not six but again, all the set bonuses, all the legendary effects, all the artifact hooks we had back in Legion, they have a lot to pull from. And it depends on what they pull from and how they tool it to how it works. And different specs also have really awkward talent rows where you have decisions to be made in that talent row that either fully affect you or fully affect your party. And a lot of the times those decisions are not really a decision anymore. So I wonder if they're going to, they need a tune. I, I thought this talent system was going away in 9.0 personally, but obviously it's not. I, I, I'm not surprised it's not because they have so much to add, right? They're deleting two systems of Azerite and Essences, but they're adding two completely new systems again of Legendaries and Covenants. 
and yeah. they don't want too much of it to just be rehashing what's been done in the past where people are gonna you know make fun of them on reddit and no one likes that well so there's a lot there's a lot to design mm-hmm. and they, it won't all be rehashed like the legendaries we can get aren't all gonna be the old legendaries we had before i assume yeah what did you have pal well, you had something in there yeah it's it's interesting too with the talents because i remember one of the pushes they had going into legion was a new philo- philosophy on how talents would work where you know they were instead of just having the let's say uh avenging wrath row you know they're splitting it up and the idea was you know dpsers could take more aoe rows if they want and then they backtracked on that in bfa and were like whoa, whoa, whoa people just go full aoe in dungeons and full single target if they need to and for healers that was never really a problem and then they kind of did that in bfa by putting all the avenging wrath talents on the 90 row when they could have split it up more yeah that's again that's why i i wonder what they're gonna do because there's there's always systems we're always in that weird formation time right now so hopefully the, the feedback just gets there hopefully the beta starts as march if not earliest april we get a good solid five or six months at least if not seven months to uh talk about stuff if they run late the next year launch i'm not sure or they want to land on that august september so we definitely need to see beta by i would say march how about I mean, I don't know if you're still world questing, Jeth, but what spec do you world quest as? Do you go prot and pull a bunch of stuff? Do you go ret or do you stay holy? I go ret and pull a bunch of stuff. Well, it's fair enough. <laughs> I've never been one of the guys that like associate so much with my spec that I want to. I, I know there are people out there that enjoy questing as holy, but I just go ret, pull everything, kill it, move on. Sure. Lily, what do you do? What do you do? What do you spec? Uh, prot and just like pull the ho- pull the whole zone. There you go. Okay. And Pell? In Legion, it was Prot because Legion Prot Paladin did a ton of damage, but now it's just Rhett and pull everything AoE down with wings, fly off to the. Okay. And then this this one, I don't know who has information for this one, but I, there are other MMOs out there that are swirling around that are obviously competing with World of Warcraft. One in particular, of course, is Final Fantasy fourteen. But there are still other contenders somewhere in the game space now and then. But have any of you actually healed in other MMOs? And do you have thoughts and comparisons to how it feels, you know, in in relation to your all your time in World of Warcraft? Uh, I healed for a little while in Star Wars: The Old Republic, okay. um, and then I healed for a very little while in Final Fantasy uh, about a year ago. Um, Final Fantasy didn't last long because I disliked how their combat, I'm sorry, animation locked combat worked where um, because of how they prioritize animations, essentially, it seems like uh, things went off when they shouldn't and killed you if you weren't in them. And that just drove me up the wall. And then their whole system of like off GCD spells that aren't really off GCD, they have their own weird internal GCD just drew, drew, drove me completely away from the game. But I thought Star Wars World of Hulk was a pretty fun game. It had the an interesting the only like new mechanic i've seen in a healer in a long time which was variable energy regeneration i played yeah. a, uh, I played an agent healer and if you kept your energy high you got more energy but if you needed to burst heal down to low energy then it regenerated slowly that was an interesting mechanic um that could be something to add to wow not just for healers but for dps as well it's like a new resource system we've pretty much played out you know energy mana and rage um I'll give you that. I, I played a Consular in SWOTOR, and I should, shouldn't should say did, because I should still play SWOTOR, as many of my 
do want me to finish the damn storylines and play the new expansion. But yeah, Consular had essentially old school like Warlock, where you'd, you'd spend mana and then you would tap back up to get mana back to then spend more. But the more aggressively you tapped, the slower your natural regen would happen. So you have that that teeter-totter of how you would heal. And then you have a heal that was like super efficient, like barely healed, but then gave you some resource. So you had to manage those different heals and those cooldowns there. It was pretty fun. Yeah, I was a big fan of the variable resource regeneration. Yeah. It just gave you another thing to focus on and pay attention to. Another Mana is basically dead in WoW for healers right now, right? Like it starts off, do you care about it? But do you even care about your mana anymore? I mean, you do. You, you want to manage your mana, but it's not super... It's pretty single dimensional right do i have enough mana to get me to the end of the fight or not yeah whereas a variable mana regeneration you play with it a little bit yeah pal you didn't have any other mmo healing no i i mean wow's healing has changed so much that i feel like i've played five different mmos because <laughs> every other expansion it's vastly different yeah no uh, i hang out with a bunch of people who play final fantasy a bunch and have discussions on the differences there so i have an idea of what goes on there and how from what i can gather having never played the game damage is a lot less frequent a lot more predictable uh it's more about how can you most efficiently heal up the damage and then how can you maximize your damage so it's a little bit different yeah oh well com might... combat's a lot slower 2.5 yeah. second global and all that if we're going to talk about final fantasy i'm going to need to borrow pell's ranting socks <laughs> oh <laughs> that that game when i played it drove me up the wall there's so many things i dare you to go take a screenshot of anyone streaming final fantasy just take, take a screenshot of a raid encounter and then count the number of sh things on your screen holy crap meaningless text that you can't turn off there's like a hundred things like numbers and effects and none of it means anything and you can't turn it off and you can't customize your way it all drove me up the wall it's a bit yeah, much. as much as much as we like like to rant and like to Trash talk, wow. I think the UI part and it being as customizable as it is, um, not just in general, but also if you, for instance, are colorblind um, or have like a motor um, impede um, disability, um, it's great. You can do whatever the fuck you want. Um, yeah. And I really like that customization. I, I would say, is that. You can customize your UI so much, then why does Sko have a UI that he does? Um, <sighs> Go, do you... Sko UI 2.0 is way better than 1.0. Oh, it's it's definitely improved. It's definitely improved. We talked about it at the Race to World first, where I was like, oh, I can actually, you know, maybe see a little bit more, but I don't I don't think you can I don't think anyone can criticize a UI after Jazrin got world first solo healing garage with a giant pony on his screen. Hey, yeah, but... like, didn't the pony actually have used though? Like I yeah, think the, the yeah. tears on the side. All were, of like, the elements. Yeah, all of the elements were actual. Yeah, he had like one of them was mana, one of them was cooldown of something, like different charges of spells. It all meant something, but it was a giant prancing oh. pony with stars and rainbows. Well, one of, least, I think the least, rainbow tail was a cast see, bar. At least you could see your own character, right? I don't think I've ever seen Skull's character because it's somewhere under that UI, but Oh yeah. Pal just crap. Is this is Scott live right now? No, this is from oh, a screenshot from HS. Oh, Zulharak. Okay. UI and that popped up. Oh, 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 it's like a Googleable thing. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I mean, I mean, in that picture oh. itself, you can't even see the boss almost because 
his big wigs is in front of the bus. Like, yeah. Oh my gosh, Scotty, please. Oh man, that's pretty great. Oh yeah, it's old. I mean, I that, just saw that Scott's does, face. I didn't know. Hmm? That does kind of highlight the the greatness about UI's custom WoW's customizable UI is that yeah. everyone can make what works for them, right? Yeah. Every, yeah. And you see dramatically different. If you go watch, you know, twenty different streams from Limit or Method during World First, you're going to see twenty different UIs. Some of them yeah. considered, you know, elegant and clean and others considered cluttered but they work for the guys doing it and that's what's great it is but that's about all we have time for here of course and i guess the, the last little bit is to give you guys both your 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 soapbox time any closing remarks or shout outs that you would like to to throw out there into the ether so pal you had the ranting socks on do you have any wondrous bits of wisdom or any moratoriums that you wanted to explore Sponge out there in the community. Do you have anything? Not really. Hoping no? that 9.0 brings some extra depth to the class. I'd love to see Holy Prism back or be useful more so. It's one of my favorite spells, but yeah. This man really wants Holy Prism back. I don't know if you've been here for the whole show. It's like the seventh time I think he's mentioned it. Just just need to make a I need some just spec it foreheads in the chat. It's still here. <laughs> it's in the talent tree. If you like it, pick it. Yeah. You're fifteen dollars a month. It it's true. It's true. How about Jeeth? Do you have anything, any remarks, moratorium, soapbox you wanna throw out there? Uh no. Uh I, I agree with Pell. I would like for them to add a lot of depth. Holy Paladin used to be a pretty intense, deep, fun playstyle in Legion. Um, that all got stripped away, and we're left with not a lot of depth. And I just want them to bring make classes fun again, you know, Holy Paladin included. We'll have to see. My only little end cap for Shaman is where is my Bind Elemental and my baseline Ascendance. Lily, do you have anything you wanted to add? Closes out. Yeah, I want more complexity. Like, I think we've all echoed it, and it's what it's what the spec needs. It's perhaps also what the game as a whole needs. Because um, I think it's good that we pruned things along the way and, and simplified things in some way. But um, I think we've gone too far off um, of what the ideal is. Okay. So, well, trust in, in Holinka? Is that what you're trying to say? I mean, he's the, he's the director of WoW Combat now. So he is the, the, the yes or no on everything that's going to be changing in, in 9.0. So we'll see. The feedback will become a thing. Hopefully, again, beta in March. That's not end of March. After my birthday. Let's make it happen. I got a lot of testing to get to. But that'll be that. I'm going to hit this button over here and, and take us out. But thank you very much for tuning in to episode number 203 of Final Boss TV. This is the holy paladin little healer meta. The death of Glimmer. Even though if you were here for it, it I mean post-spoiler alert? I mean, not really. It only would die if they literally removed it from your gear. So, that's not gonna happen. We're on the table again. We had Lily go talk to him in the Discord. Uh, apparently, he's toxic. I mean, was not that bad on the show today, but the Hammer of Wrath Discord. Thank you very much for being on the show today, sir. I appreciate your time. You hate push talk. Push talk. Try again. Oh, there it is. Thank you for having me. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. There's Jeeth at, uh, at whatever his Twitch name is. Apparently, it's uh, Jay the Bell or it's Jay the Bell, however you want to pronounce it. 
Gia the Bell. One Gia. person called me Jihad Bell. That's well, unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> um, thank you for having me. It was fun as always. Yeah, we haven't spoken since like a, a beginning of the BFA, so much has changed. Yeah, progression. Hopefully, we see that the complexity coming back into the game. A little bit of teeter totter you're looking for. The choices to be made. And pal, thank you for helping me put together a show yet again. Go follow him on Twitter. Do you even tweet? What do you tweet? don't tweet that much but when you do Too it's important now. oh <laughs> no nah, not not really no oh, really. well. <laughs> I'm, oh. I'm super busy all the time with school so i try and do what i can if you ever need to get a hold of me discord's a good option i'm in the hammer wrath discord i don't there talk you. much but you can always add yeah or that's tweet fair. me that works if there's any spicy holy paladin memes should they go to you or lily uh definitely lily yeah well i think i just created one two days ago so yeah <laughs> oh oh no that's pretty good was it a good meme? was it was it all right um i mean someone got banned over it so <laughs> i guess it was good <laughs> okay well there's there of course is that again if you have missed any of the live shows all gets archived over on my youtube channel there's mike and my big old foreheads a whole bunch of blizzcon coverage we had going on there post BlizzCon show, pre-BlizzCon show, dev interview, BlizzCon 2019 bands. I sat down with Word Up Senpai as well. You can go check out all that on the YouTube channel. And again, if you're looking to support the show in a physical way, holidays are around the corner. There is the official Final Boss TV apparel hosted over on Design by Humans. We do have some special shirts coming out to patrons soon. They'll be in your inbox and we'll be able to order all that stuff for you for the holidays. This shirt's going away, so it's being replaced. So, uh, you know, if any of you ever wanted this or the new version, that'll be coming out soon. But all that is right there. Got some designs for the next year. More on that soon. But what is it? Next week, Unholy Death Knights, then Balance Druid, then Fury War, and then Year End Special. I believe that's how it lines up because there's some holiday stuff in there. But thank you for tuning in today. And um, if you're ready for Corrupted Gear, uh, make sure you spend all your, your residue to get your best as right now because you can't save that in the future and sockets on all gear in the future finally well sort of maybe. Time, maybe kind of but until next thing everybody <gasps> bye, bye, bye. wait that's wrong button bye bye wave really wave at the people because guests aren't in camera like, yeah oh, I like it <laughs>